welcome to the one and only Circle City Sediment with your host and the one and only Zach Griffith. Welcome into Circle City Cinema, Barbenheimer, Caleb. It is officially behind us. The biggest movie weekend of the entire year. The biggest movie weekend in a few years now uh, is behind us. We've had time to digest the movies. Uh, You saw Oppenheimer last night with your Uh aunt. It was your first time seeing it. It was your aunt's second time seeing it after having a dinner and movie date with me uh, over the weekend. And I actually did the double feature on Saturday, uh, being my good friend Cooper Ogle. We saw Barbie first. Saw Barbie first. And then we saw Oppenheimer second in IMAX. Packed IMAX. Uh, it was actually sold out. I I looked, I looked on the AMC app before, uh, actually during Barbie to see if Oppenheimer was sold out yet, and it was. Four IMAX showings for Oppenheimer sold out on opening Saturday. So Caleb, let's let let's talk op first. All right, let's talk op first since you're fresh off seeing it. Oppy. Well, I mean. Where, where do you want to start here? We could we could start talking about the performances. We could start about just the the amount of money this movie is making, the phenomenon surrounding it. Where where, where do you want to go from here? Um, I'll I'll do I'll do actors. I'll do actors. I'll start with actors. Um, cool. I thought I thought the. Yeah, I think I think in general, you know, Nolan was going to bring, you know, a solid cast, and we caught we we all kind of knew that. Um, but I think that there's something that I took for granted about acting that this movie said you got to think about more, and it's just chemistry, like. Do I think that Cillian Murphy can lead, can be the lead in most movies? No, I don't. But I think that his chemistry with Nolan, in my opinion, felt so obvious and so apparent the entire movie. Like, it just felt like, you know, you could tell the the in-syncness of the two of them. And I think that's what that I could only imagine that's what the role took. And I just thought it was re- I just thought it was really good. I have never been again. I, I don't think Cillian Murphy is a headline actor. I mean, I think he's very good, but I don't think he's a headline actor. And but this movie, he was a headline actor. I mean, there was no question about it. He was in every scene. Um, I thought he was awesome. Um, I thought. I was really impressed with Matt Damon, man. I'll be honest. I, I yeah, just didn't dude. really know yeah. Matt Damon had that in him. I was I just too. Didn't think, I was very I just impressed. And I like, and I've always liked him. I've liked him for a very long time, but I just didn't. I mean, you want to talk about a really nice year. Take a look at Matt Damon. 
I mean, he's yeah. had a really nice year. And, and I thought he, he, yeah. And I thought he, he built up on that um, in this. And, and I thought he was, I thought he was great. I thought he really did a good job of, of kind of portraying that general um, role. And, and, and in general, I mean, there's so many that you could look into, but those two specifically stick out. Those two specifically stick out for me. Um, but I thought the I, I thought there was some really, really high level acting and really, you know, convinced you of what was going on and, and made you feel in the moment. There's there's been some great lead performances in Nolan's movies. Uh, you know, you can look at Bale in the Batman movies, you can look at Leo in Inception, McConaughey in Interstellar, Guy Pierce in Memento. But I'm going to go out on a limb here after only seeing this once. Okay. I'm going again on Sunday I, with I, my dad I, and my brother. I, I, but I, I think I agree with what you're going to say. I think this is the best lead performance in a Nolan film. Killian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer. I, I, w- I was absolutely blown away by the performance. And I, I Caleb. I, I think I'm it was chalking, very good. I'm chalking him. Chalking him up for best actor. Oh, stop that. Already? What are you talking about? Already? Yes. Na- name me a performance to this point in the year from a lead actor that was better than Killian Murphy. Um. Can't think of it off the top of my head, but I mean, go on. I, I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's I still can, let me let me, let me look. I just feel like that's a. I just feel like that's. I just feel like that's a lot. In our, uh, you know, now a running hook tradition, the Oscars betting pod, we're going to be talking about that next year, and we're going to see what his odds are. I mean, again, this is. A oh, I, I, I think he'll movie. be a favorite. I think he'll be a favorite, but to, to already lock him in, I mean. I, I mean, I mean really? I, I'm 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 penciling him in right now. I'm penciling him in mm. at this point in the year. I'm penciling him in. I mean, for a summer blockbuster movie huh. to be, I huh. think, the leader in the clubhouse at the Oscars right now. Huh. I mean, it's 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 really it's really impressive. I mean, it hasn't happened in a long time that I can think of huh. off the top of my head. I mean, usually huh. these movies that. Usually these movies that win Best Picture, they're either coming out in the fall or winter time, or they're coming out huh. like in the, in the springtime. Like Everything Everywhere last year came out in March, ended up winning Best Picture. So that was kind you, of an anomaly, but I mean, I yeah. this, there's some real... I mean, go, I go think ahead the competition say, is but, better than you think. I guess that's my pushback. No, the competition is very good. And we still have some movies left. Yeah, I guess out. that's I mean, what. Got... Yeah, I guess that's what I was meaning. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot we have to see. I mean, I, I got to yes, see I Leo. Um, I'm going to bring back Matt Damon up for air. I think there's a real shot that he'd be in contention there. Sure. Um, I think. I mean, I, the Bradley Cooper movie that's coming out. Um, I feel like My everybody's show. talking about his performance in that, and he isn't really even. We haven't even seen it yet, and it feels like. There's a lot of hype there. So I, I need to see more. The reason I was a little shocked, Zach, and I guess where I'm coming from 
is in, I guess the reason why I said I underrated chemistry is I was that <clears throat> I think that I don't know if I would say Cillian Murphy's greatness in this movie was like him alone. Do you know what I mean by that? Like if I'm giving someone like the best actor, okay, I'm giving someone the best actor. I'm saying I mean, the screen, the screenplay was awesome. It definitely worked in his favor. If that's where you're getting at. Yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and he's I surrounded. Think, he's surrounded by Damon and Downey, and I think Josh Hartnett was yes, awesome. I, well. I agree. I agree. I think but, there's yeah, but all those guys, yeah, like, Killian Murphy, me, at least on a TV matters. level, Killian. Yeah, it does matter. It does for sure matters because you want those people. It's just like a. I mean, hell, it's just like any team. You know, you want the best people around you to bring the best out of you. Killian Murphy yeah. has proven, yeah. you know, in Peaky Blinders, he can be a sure. leading guy. Uh, now he's doing it on a much bigger stage, obviously, but I, I agree with what you're saying, but also we, we need to give Killian his flowers here. Cause this, this is a guy, sure, sure. sure. This, this is, a, this is, I mean, I, I am showering sure. him. I am showering him with flowers. It. This is his, I uh, it. I got six. This is his sixth time working with Nolan. Obviously the dark Knight trilogy as scarecrow. That's a big time. Inception. Man. Dunkirk, and now it's big time. Oppenheimer, yeah. If you know, if you want to talk about this movie just from a Oscars perspective, because this, this to me, two out of Nolan's last three movies, we've got Dunkirk and we've got Oppenheimer, and these are movies, biopics and war movies. These are these are movies the Academy eats up. Okay, they I'd like eat to, them up. Okay, this is where I really want to talk with you. This is really sure. what I want to talk with you about. Um, I don't think he's going to win it. That's my fear. Because can I tell you why? But he is. He's going because I think to the, the wall Academy, to try and win it. Right. Right. But I think. But I think Zach. He's catering to them, and I think they know it. And instead of him, and and I think like you were talking about, you know, catering to the war, the history. There was love in this one, romance and stuff. Like, I think he, I don't think the way he's trying to win works. Because I think the Academy will know, like, that. Like, I don't think, like, to me, it was, Christopher Nolan was like, okay, like, I absolutely think he's trying to win the award, right? I'm not 100%. Very obvious. I think in this so. Movie I think that he's, he's trying, trying to win too. the award. He, he, he went back to the But roots. I also believe this is a movie that he genuinely wanted to make. I'm not saying that's not true either, but I, I'm, I, I guess my concern is that I think if I'm the Academy, are you making it because of my trend? Are you making it because of my trends? Are you making it because of, um, are you making it because it was an original idea? It was an innovative idea. Um, I, I have a really gut. I just have the gut feeling he's not going to win it. I mean, I thought he was going to win it in 2017 for Dunkirk. I know you did. Yeah, he yeah. didn't win. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to get into his history at the Oscars in a little bit, but Nolan has, and the reason he worked with Warner Brothers for so long, he has he has said in interviews, and you can tell in his movies, like he he tries, he takes a lot of inspiration from another legendary filmmaker, Stanley Kubrick, who worked for Warner Brothers basically his whole career uh, until the day he died. And he never won any Oscars. So it's hard not to see the similarities between Nolan and Op- and, uh, and Kubrick because they're masters, masters of the camera, masters of telling these complex stories that moviegoers love, fans love. They get these awesome acting performances in the movies and they're just not recognized at the highest level by the Academy. Not that they need to be. I mean, obviously, obviously, you know, we know these guys are legends, but there is something about winning an Oscar that I agree. You know, I mean, it's like it's like winning yep. a title in, in the right. NBA like you. Right. That that one thing they're they're thinking about that one thing they're missing, you know. Even though we may still think of them as these legends, legends of the art. Yeah, right. They're they they look at it. They're probably looking at it like I'm missing something on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. So I, agreed. yeah, I agree with you. He is for sure trying to it's trying to stitch that up. But yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it did. It did. And uh, I got, I got, I got some Oscars stuff here. I got some Oscars stuff here with this movie, Caleb. With this movie, so I, I looked up. I I refreshed myself. Every category at the Academy Awards, and I mapped out twelve total categories that this movie could be nominated in. So I got best picture. So not win, just nominate. Nominate. Okay. Best picture, which I think is very possible. Obviously, you still have agreed. You know, you talked about Flower Moon, that's still coming out. You still got Napoleon. You still got Dune. Yeah. yeah. You still got those movies to come. A lot. Best best director. That you can book yeah. that too. He's gonna be nominated there. Best actor for Killian Murphy. Best Supporting Actor, you could potentially have two nominees from this movie in this category. You talked about Damon, and I think Downey is a lock to be nominated in this in this category here. Then you got Supporting Actress. I think Emily Blunt will be nominated. We'll see if Florence Pugh is nominated. I personally wouldn't. I don't think she got I, I, I definitely wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. I think Emily, I think Emily should. Yeah, I, I, I think, think she, she should. should. I thought she was I, stellar. I thought she was so. I should have talked about her more. I thought she was awesome. Yeah, she she was awesome. I, I don't think Pew had quite enough screen time to absolutely be absolutely not to be nominated. Then we got adapted screenplay, best score, best sound, best production yeah. design, best cinematography, I, best film editing, and visual effects. Yeah, sound is a lock. Sound is a lock. When so have we you got ever twelve gone to total nominees here. Yeah, I mean, it should be. I mean, that's what it should be. It was a great movie in that regard. Um, 
I'm old school, Zach, you know this. Um, I don't think the movie needed to be three hours, but I did think that the movie was very, was high level. It was high level throughout. The, the story was great. And I, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being in theater and, and witnessing this movie. I mean, you know, sometimes Zach, I think you, we can get excited about movies like this, hear the ratings. And it's like, it's not exactly what we thought, you know, but I feel like this movie compared to my this expectations one lived up to the hype was like, yeah, it was like almost like in sync. It was like connect. And I, that says a lot. It, it says a shitload. And I'm actually, you know, I, I kind of agree with you. I feel like this movie was like 10 to 15 minutes too 100%, long. 100%. Uh, that's really my only gripe with it. Uh, Agreed. That's I'm, my I'm, only I'm like really, legitimate frustration. Like, that's it. And it's not even a gripe. It's just like you can make you cut off a couple things here and there, and then you're down. You know, you're under three hours. But I mean, th- this movie made it made you think more than more than a Absolutely lot. Absolutely, it did. I mean, Absolutely. every every Christopher Nolan movie will make you think, but this yep. one definitely did on a different level. Just because this is Agreed. actual history, this actually happened. You know, like this guy made, you know, from a historical perspective, one of the most important inventions of all time. This th- this thing he invented literally ended the greatest war in world history, uh, arguably. And he has to he he has to look in the mirror and be like, "Yes, I invented this thing that ended the war, but it also caused unbelievable damage." And the ending the ending was just awesome. The ending stuck with me. When I, 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 agree. I agree. I agree. When he's he, when he's incredible. telling Albert Einstein, I think we, I think we destroyed the world. Basically, is what he was saying. Yeah. It was chilling. That shit hits hard. Yeah. Yeah. It hits hard. There were some things in terms of the, you know, I personally didn't, I will say from a storytelling perspective, um, thought it was kind of ridiculous. We didn't really see his brother. He was mentioned the entire time, but we just never saw his brother. Um, we didn't see him and, and I long. didn't think we saw and I just didn't think we saw we knew that there was a whole like communist tie but we didn't really see where that tie came from and honestly we hardly saw him with the kids we hardly saw him with the kids too um, yeah, he tried to give his kid away to a to a communist. Yeah, we saw. Yeah, we hardly we hardly saw him with the kids. I I I don't I don't know. It, it was it was. I mean, I mean, obviously, this is being picky, very picky. But I mean, that those were the only things that really came to my mind in terms of I wanted to know about that more, or I wanted to see that more, um, in order to complete the character and the evolution. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's a reason that it was as hyped as it was. Let's talk Nolan himself at the Oscars. Nolan and uh, Greta Gerwig, we're going to talk about a little bit. They actually have a lot in common when it comes to Oscars. 
So Nolan at the Oscars, he himself has five nominations. Not his movies, just him. He has five nominations, no wins. He was nominated for original screenplay for Memento and Inception. He was nominated for Best Picture for Inception and Dunkirk. And he was nominated for Best Director for Dunkirk. So he only has one Best Director nomination. I think he's a shoo-in to be a nominee uh, this year. Yeah, no, no, no. That's insane. The fact that one, 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 nothing for Dark Knight. Nothing for uh, not not nominated for Best Director for Inception. I mean, that that keeps you up at night. Like, how? Yeah. Like, how? How? I mean, I get I'm fine. Don't win it. But like one nomination. I mean, ah, wow. It's it's inexplicable, but he he's definitely getting it this time. 100 percent. I, I have to believe, like right now, he's the front runner for best best director. I I thousand percent agree with that. I think he's got to be. I think he has to be the front runner. I think he has to be. Um, I mean, obviously, he's going to be. And if you're the Academy, you should want that. If you're the Academy, you should want that. You should, you should absolutely want, want it. You should want that. You should want that. You should want a first time guy, a big name like that. You should want that. Um. That I will say, that I might lock. That I might lock. Him, I mean, hell, him winning the award. I, I, I just don't know if I can say it for the movie, but the director I might lock. Because I think that I think that could be. I think that might be I, his moment. I am going to be tuned in. The, I mean, I'm always tuned in the Oscars because I'm a schmuck, but I'm going to be tuned right. in this time to see. Like, does he finally does he finally get it? Surely, surely, surely. Does he finally get it? I I think he'll eventually get one, but this this feels, to your point, I mean, this feels like he was making this, not only because he wanted to, but because he's he's trying, he's trying to fill that shit, trying to fill that shelf. Yep. Yep. I agree. Trying to fill that shelf. So Oppenheimer, what's, what's your rating? What do you give it out of 10? Before we move on to Barbie, I, I would say I would say probably. Well, I personally don't think there's a perfect movie, so I would say I would say an eight and a half out of ten, eight and a half, nine out of ten. That's about what I have. I had it at a nine. Uh, I I agree. Really tough for me to give a movie a ten. Man, when we're talking like tens, yeah. When we're talking tens, I mean, I'm talking like Goodfellas and. Silence of the Lambs and Godfather, sure. like that. Sure. Not, it's not a long list of ten. So, right. Uh, actually, before we move on to Barbie, the top five tonight is the top five Nolan movies. Okay, yes. and I wanted to do this just to see if Oppenheimer made your top five. All right. Yeah, thousand percent. So let's let's start at number five for you. Thousand percent. Let's, um, let's do our number five. Okay. Um. I have for my number five, I have, um, you know, the original, the dark, uh, you know, a Batman of 05. Um, I, I loved that. I, I, it was a great movie and it was, Batman begins, you know, and yeah, Batman begins. Um, it made me just 
I like that. It, it just connected to me. It well, you're probably gonna be shocked by this, but I, 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 that movie was just one of those movies that I mean, ultimately, it led me to be the superhero fan um, that I am. It was one of the first movies that I watched, and uh, you know, my dad was like, "Oh my gosh, these movies rock! This is gonna set the future up." And it, I mean. Oh, that was right. It totally did. I mean, it set the future yeah, up of did. what superhero movies were going to look like for a while. So, um, Absolutely that, that's my that's my number five. That's my number five. Um, number four. God bless. Number four. I am going to go back to the shelf and go Dark Knight. I'm going to go Dark Knight of 08. At number four, because I personally, I personally, I personally am not, I think it's a very good movie. Okay. I'm not saying it's not a good movie. Okay. I'm just saying I'm not as high on it as everybody else is. Like everybody else, I loved the third. So I was, I was the, I was the guy like on the corner, like getting left out of the party because I thought the third one rocked. (laughs) So, I actually I like have, the third one. I like, I like really enjoyed it. I thought it had, I just thought it was really awesome. And I thought Dark Knight, honestly, I thought Dark Knight was carried by two people. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying, I don't think the story was as good as Dark Knight Rises for me, for me. Um, so I'll have that at number four. I'm sorry. Um, Thanks. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Um, three, I will have um, Interstellar, um, movie mm. that I, I've always. I, I I don't. It's weird. I think you know. I've watched it. Um, like my memory is kind of was foggy, but I mean, I remember sitting there just like, okay, that's cool. Like it's got a lot of what I like in it. You know, I like I like a good sci-fi movie. You know what I mean? I like a good sci-fi movie, a fun sci-fi movie. Um, so I would have that in there at uh, number three. Um, I you probably know where I'm going. Honestly, I, I actually just watched Interstellar a couple nights ago. I actually, when I left Oppenheimer, I had this urge to just watch all of. His See, I need again. to. I want to. I want to go back and watch a couple of his films now that I've watched Oppenheimer. And I, I, I watched You're Interstellar, right. and it's it's fucking incredible. And you want to talk? It's you a- want to talk about scores? Interstellar, man. right? Interstellar. Right. I mean, McConaughey. Right. McConaughey 2014, just on top of the fucking world. Interstellar, true detective. He's coming off his Oscar win. I mean, un- unbelievable. You want to talk about hot streaks, Caleb? Matthew right. McConaughey, 13 to 14. Damn. Sure. Damn. Yeah, no kidding. But anyway, go on. Go on. Yeah. I, I'll have, and then my number two for me, as I, as, as I mentioned, is DKR. Number one for me was ah, because I just think when you're looking holy at shit, when you're looking at what that movie, I oh, think I do shit. agree with you. I do agree with you. I think that movie, I just came away from that movie. Just again, I'm I'm thinking, you know, I like to for example to be transparent. Have not watched Inception. Have not watched Inception. Have not watched Dunkirk. So my rankings would adjust. You haven't seen Inception. I have not. 
I'm not. Wow. So, I mean, that would probably change somewhat, I would think, given the way that you talked about it. But that would be that would be my I I honestly and again, my favorites. I'm stunned you haven't seen Inception. My favorites would switch up, you know, but oh, yeah, I, I honestly think if you're talking the best quality of work that he has ever put out. I didn't, I, from what I've watched, I would honestly say Oppenheimer's number one. I really would. Yeah. I really would. You could, if you're thinking about his whole body of work and you're thinking about everything that he's done and everything that I've ever seen, I would put him in number one. It's, I mean, I'm not going to push back on it because Oppenheimer was kind of him. I mean, for, for lack of a better term, just flexing the things he was good at. You know, he, he loves to do the time jumps. He's fascinated with just time. And I thought he perfected that in Oppenheimer. He, he perfected it. Like I said, I thought it was the best lead performance he's ever gotten in one of his films. I, I lead agree. Performance. I, lead I agree. performance. I agree. Obviously, the best, the best yeah. performance he's ever gotten was <laughs> Ledger as Joker. It goes without saying, but right. No, um, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Lead lead performance. I think it's Killian Murphy in this movie. So, wow. Now, I can't believe you haven't seen Inception. I can't I'm believe that. I'm not. I'm wow. not. So, I mean, I. But you know, again, I. I'm I'm a little different with the way that I look at the Dark Knight trilogy, and I know that's again. I'm not saying. I mean, I love all three of these movies. These are the movies. I, I mean, grew up yeah. On. But so I honestly I, really believe the 2012 Dark Knight Rises is one of the most underrated superhero movies in recent memory. I really do. Dark Knight Rises was the first movie I ever saw opening weekend that I can vividly remember seeing opening weekend. My dad bought tickets to go see it, I think, on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it, it was awesome. It was, it was I, an awesome theater it. experience. Yeah. Awesome theater experience. Um, I had everything I wanted and everything I wanted in a movie. Really did. Yeah. That that whole trilogy, that whole trilogy. I mean, obviously it's one of the best trilogies that we've ever seen. Um, I, I think the third one is the weakest of the three, but I still, I still think it's a great movie, a great movie full of entertainment value. No doubt about it. And a great villain. An awesome villain. Agree. Uh, my my number five is the Prestige. The the Prestige is you know Caleb. We make a lot of sports references on here. Sure. And the Prestige is kind of a sports movie where you have this rivalry of two awesome magicians just trying to one up each other and to be considered the best magician of the time, which I think is eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds. Uh, Hugh Jackman I don't know why he's never been in a Nolan movie since The Prestige I know he's been busy with X-Men and whatnot, but dude you gotta get this guy in one of your movies again Hugh Jackman was fucking awesome in this movie Scarlett Johansson was awesome not to mention a total smoke show Christian Bale awesome in this movie as well uh, this movie's really hard to find on 4K so I don't have it on 4K in my collection, but uh, it's a goal. Just an awesome, awesome movie. And my number four, I got Oppenheimer. You know, again, this okay. this could change. This okay. could change. I'm going to see it again on Sunday. 
So it could change after seeing it a second time, but for now, I have it number four. Like I said, I think this will be the movie he wins Best Director for. Um, I thought he perfected his and time jumps that he likes to do. I think he perfected it here. Like, if he wins all those awards, Zach, I, I feel like you would almost... Like, I feel like you, you might have, have to, to put, put it... You might up. have to raise it up. You you might have to raise it up, uh, but... You know, I guess that's where my brain goes to. If the, if the movie is going to do what it seems like it's projected to do, on top of how I felt with the movie, I had a really difficult time not putting it number one. For me. That's because fair. It's, that's you fair. know, if he wins Best Director, I mean, I think that matters. Right? I understand well, that me, he can't let me control the other industry. Yeah. Let me put it in this perspective. Yeah. James Cameron directed Titanic. Huh. It won, I think, 11 Oscars. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Titanic is James Cameron's best movie. I actually think Terminator 2 is James Cameron's best movie. Which did not win 11 Oscars. I'm not even sure it won any. I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and check. But Wow. That, I huh. think Titanic's a very great huh. movie. I think it's re- really good. Sure, sure, sure. And I, I don't know. That's always a curious question because... I wonder if you sat these people down, like if you sat Christopher Nolan down. And I, said, I agree. Yeah. What do you think is your best work? I don't know what he would say. I don't know what he would say. I don't either. I uh, feel like he might say this, but then I also feel like he might say some movie that we're not thinking of. You're right. You're right. You're right. So number three, number three, I got Inception. Uh, again, I'm not sure why him and Leo haven't worked together since this, uh, but I would love to see it happen again. Leo has just kind of hitched his wagon to working with Martin yeah, and yes. Quentin yeah. and only making a couple movies every five years, which is fine. You know, he has the right to do that, but I would love to see him and Nolan work together again. I agree. Uh, Inception. I actually had Bryce Shaddy on a couple years ago. This is his favorite movie, so he came on for the favorite movie series, and that was a great pod talking about Inception. Uh, I actually went and re- re-watched Inception in the middle of COVID, summer of 2020, hmm. when you know movie theaters weren't showing any new movies. They re-released a bunch of movies like The Goonies and Back to the Future and movies like that and inception was one of the movies that they re-showed at the theater and it was one of the greatest theater experiences i'd ever seen i that i'd ever had i actually saw inception uh when it came out in 2010 but obviously i was like in what i was in like seventh grade so i didn't know what the fuck i was watching going to see it 10 years later in 2020 I went home and immediately it was, it was such an awesome experience, visceral experience in the theater. I went home and I was like, this had to have won or been nominated for a shitload of awards. And I was in shock to learn that it, it wasn't, you know, it was nominated for quite a bit, but it didn't bring home a lot, which I was in shock. But I guess, you know, hindsight is always clearer than in the moment, but uh, number two, I actually have Memento. This might be my hot take. 
number number two, Memento. I think it is his best written movie. I think it's the best screenplay he's written. Uh, Caleb, I don't know if you've seen this, but I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, it will definitely require multiple viewings, but I would say probably the second best lead performance in a Nolan movie is Guy Pierce in Memento. Uh, it, it, it was awesome. It was this coming out party. This movie's actually in the National Film Registry in the Library of Congress. Wow. Rightfully so. Which a lot of people consider that to be the Hall of Fame of movies, if you will. Rightfully so. It absolutely deserves to be in there. I was thinking about rewatching it tonight. Uh, I don't know if I've had enough drinks to do that. Uh, we'll we'll see. I again, this but movie. I, I would highly, highly recommend it, Caleb. I, I'm I'm gonna go through. I need to sit there and just kind of watch through, like watch through and all of them, even the ones I have seen, and just kind of take them in, you know, step by step and, and knock them out. Um, I mean, cause there's just so much movies, obviously to go through on a consistent basis. And I think this Oppenheimer movie made me really want to die. And I know we're going to talk about it later, but I felt the same way about Greta. I felt the same way about Greta after watching Barbie, like, cause that just was very unique in its own way. Yeah. And we're going to get to Greta. Greta, Greta and Nolan, now that I I wrote it out on here, like they have a lot of similarities. They have a lot of a lot of similarities as filmmakers. Obviously, they make different kinds of films, but in terms of how they're perceived and recognized by powers that be, unfortunately, the Academy, uh, yeah. they're very they're very similar. Uh, my number one, I got The Dark Knight. There was never a doubt. There was never a doubt. Uh, I just think flat out. You know, not a hot wow. take here. One of the greatest films of all time. You know, we were talking about tens, Caleb. This movie's a dime. All right, this movie's a dime. This movie's I a mean, Margot look, Robbie. I won't push back. This movie's a Margot Robbie for me. I won't push. Yeah, back this on. movie's a this movie's a Margot Robbie for me. This is a, this is a dime. It's a ten out of ten. Uh, back in the early pod days, me and Alex did a three-hour pod on The Dark Knight. Did it need to be three hours? Probably not, but. I don't care. It was a great pod nonetheless. One of the greatest acting performances we've ever seen with Heath Ledger. Uh, Obviously, he brought home the Oscar for it. It's actually the only movie, uh, the only Nolan movie to have a acting win at the Oscars. Um, Feels ridiculous. And this movie was actually the reason, I mean, not officially, but I think it was the reason they expanded the Best Picture field to 10 movies was because back when the Dark Knight came out, you can only nominate five movies for Best Picture. And The Dark Knight was not nominated for Best Picture in 2008. And then the next year, two years later, I think, magically, the field expanded to 10. And nowadays, it would be hard to believe The Dark Knight wouldn't be nominated, if not win in that category. So that's that's my number one Nolan film. Uh, moving on to Barbie, Caleb. Greta Gerwig, her third feature film, guess what? She's three for three. She's three for three. I... So this this movie... Guess what? <laughs> this movie had no right to be this good. It had no, it had no fucking right to be this good. And 
I I loved it. I'll just give my rating right now. I, I'll give it a I'll give it a seven to seven and a half out of ten. I, it's, what, it's what I had. It's what I had. Uh, and I, I'm gonna come at you with some heat right now. Margaret Robbie needs to be nominated for best actress for this movie. Yeah, because here, here, okay. Let me lay out my reasoning, and you can put. You yeah, can convince me. Convince me. No, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not. I won't push back. Convince me. Who else? Acting wise, I mean, they nailed the casting. Number one, they nailed the casting. Agreed. Who else? Agreed. Who else? Physically or acting wise, could have pulled this off. I, I, I it was a ten out of ten casting. Agree. But when you look at it from the acting part. Who else in Hollywood is playing Barbie this well? Hmm. I, I, I mean, I'm I, trying to think. I'm, uh, I mean, there, was, I there was unexpectedly a lot of depth. Like there were some deep moments, deep emotional moments, especially near the end. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying I teared up or anything, but like it was kind of like op. Kind of like yeah. op made you made yeah. you think a little bit. Made you think. Made you think a little bit. And a Barbie movie has no fucking right to be making you think like that, but right. it did. Yep. And you'd credit your point is you would credit that to to her performance. I would credit it to her performance, and I would credit it to Gerwig, uh, Gerwig's directing okay. and writing. I mean, okay. this is. I thought she was awesome, and I thought Ryan Gosling was very good. Um, I, I thought he was really good. I thought Simu, your boy Simu Lu, I thought he was very good. I yeah, yeah. I I thought I think that I liked the the performances in it were really good. Um, felt like everybody was kind of um, it almost felt like everybody was themselves, if that makes any sense. Um, and it felt like the castings were kind of made perfect for one another. You know, when you're looking at Margot and you were looking at Ryan Gosling, I mean, when I'm thinking of somebody like Ken, I mean, Ryan Gosling's at the top of the list. You know, maybe like Zach Efron uh, or something like oh, that. I can see Zach Efron play Ken, but, you know, like somebody, somebody like that, you know. Um, but I think that, you know, overall, um, they, I thought they nailed. You know, there were a lot of people in this, a lot of names in this. And so part of me was a little concerned that just because there were a lot that, you know, because there's so much names, like, will it lead to kind of just eh, performances from people? I didn't really feel that way. I thought, you know, everybody played their role really well and it led to a, a fun film. I thought it was a fun film. Um I will say, can I rant about something real quick with this movie, please? Well, yeah, yeah. So I think the biggest amount of crap that I've been kind of reading and hearing is the whole concept of like, and maybe you saw this too, like this movie was not marketed for seven-year-olds. Okay? It just it just oh, wasn't. No, it, it lived up it to just the PG-13 rating. And I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing that this movie was supposed to do that. I'm tired of it. Like it was on your yeah, ads. It was. it was on your freaking, like get up. I'm sorry. Like get a life. 
like get a life and look at your freaking screen because it was really obvious that this movie was not going to be for your kid. It was obvious. I mean, I understand that you think Barbie relates to an eight-year-old. I get that. I mean, I understand that. But I mean, they made it clear as day in the trailers that that was not the intention of this movie. And I will say, Zach, I don't know how your theater was when you watched this movie, but you know, my theater had eight-year-old kids running around it. Okay. And I just, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, stunned, stunned. I'm stunned. I'm stunned at uh, the the lack of IQ going into that, going into this movie. I'm in the back. Sure. 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 (laughs) Um, I mean, I just don't get it. And I hope that it doesn't, I hope some of this, I guess, dialogue that I'm seeing, like, doesn't affect what they could do in terms of awards and things of that nature. Because, you know, it's not Greta Gerwig's fault that people have a horrible IQ. I mean, it's not my fault. Okay, it's not my fault that the granny down the street can't freaking see the trailer and recognize it isn't for your seven-year-old. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not her freaking fault. Um, you can go no, on every interview and, and, and they talked about it in every interview. And I, I could not believe Zach, how many kids were watching that movie. I could not believe it. I mean, I just, and there were more, and, and a lot of them, Zach left in the middle of, it, which is like, Sometimes yeah, audiences no. for movies just drive me crazy. The audience for this drove me crazy. The IQ for this drove me crazy. I really hope they don't get affected by that. This movie doesn't get affected by that. So nobody else, nobody left my theater that I can remember or remember seeing. But Do you have kids? Carl. Oh, there were a shitload of kids. The whole row in front of me and Cooper was moms with their kids. And you, you, uh, you know, part of Bryce's review to this, because Bryce saw it on a Thursday night, I think. So he came into work on Friday and part of his review to me was, I wouldn't take my kid to that. He's like, I thought it was good, but I wouldn't take my kid to it. Right. And after seeing the movie, I walked out of it. Cooper was like, I can't believe that got, I can't believe that I got away with that. And I I was like, I can't believe like it lived up to his PG thirteen rating. I looked up the rating in the movie when we left because I was like, "Jesus!" Like there was some yeah, no <laughs> kidding. There's some kind of raunchy stuff in there. Which fine. like Barbie, Barbie gets fine. smacked. Just to, as an example, Barbie gets smacked on the ass in this movie. Just to give the just to give the just to give the listeners an example, what? like that. I mean that that happened. Uh, a couple other things happened that were probably a little bit worse than that, but yeah, like yeah. Bottom line, it's definitely a movie for adults. Uh, I don't. I, I I I agree with Bryce. If I if I had a kid, I probably wouldn't bring her to this movie. But no, you I, I don't think I don't think it'll I don't think it'll hurt it, Caleb. I don't think I it'll hurt it, it. I hope it does. I don't think it'll hurt it, and here's why. You know, I mentioned. The best picture category was expanded to ten. You think it would this not shock a, me? 
it would not shock me if it was thrown in there. I think the popularity of this movie, it just, it just crossed that half matters. a billion. You're right. That matters. It just crossed half a billion. They did this last year to one of your favorite movies, Top Gun Maverick. They, they, threw, they, threw, it, they threw it in Best Picture because it made a shitload of money, and I thought it deserved. I thought it deserved the nomination, but... I'm not saying it. And that this is this is a acclaimed director. This is a this is an acclaimed director. Yeah. Behind a massive property based movie. Uh, and you know, if you want to talk about Greta Gerwig at the Oscars, like I said, kind of similar to Nolan. Multiple nominations, zero wins. She has three nominations, zero wins. She was nominated for Best Director for Lady Bird. And she was nominated for Best Screenplay Adapted uh, for Little Women and Best Original Screenplay for Lady Bird. So I feel like Adapted Screenplay is in play here. And I think Best Picture is in play. I mean, you never know what the Academy is going to do. Me, personally, I would not nominate for Best Picture. But if it was thrown in there, Oh, I, and the nominations are revealed. Right, it would not shock me. No, I, I'm I'm with you there on that. Um, I, but I like the movie. I, I really no, really liked it. Yeah, I I liked the movie. Um, I thought it had. Okay, I had one. Can I, I have one issue with it? I have one issue with it. Can I talk? Because you're going to understand this. You're going to understand this. I don't think. Sure, give it to me. If you're going to go into the music side like they did, like, I really think they kind of blew that. Like, sorry mean? that I don't trust Ryan Gosling's voice. I'm sorry. Sorry that I don't trust. You didn't like I'm just Ken? Simu Liu's voice. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I, to me, like, if you're going to go in that way, you're going to, which they did. Which they did. I mean, you could really argue if you could make a case it was a musical, but they, for the most part, like that movie had so much music in it. I really think they probably should have figured out a way to add some voices in there in some of those cameo roles, um, made them popular. But and they tried, like, they didn't even really use Dua Lipa. They just kind of like had her as like an actor no. for funny. I mean, maybe that. But I will say that was my only critique. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool that they added all that stuff in there. But I, I will say I thought the music, their their cast members, it was underwhelming. I will say it was underwhelming. And and that that would push me back from, you know, making it a best picture or something. Uh, but you know, I agree with you. Wouldn't shock if it was nominated. Um I am going to disagree with you on the Nolan and Gerwig comparison. I mean, Nolan is, I mean, Nolan's established, man. I mean, he's established. I mean, Gerwig's are established. Are you telling me Greta? She just, I don't think Gerwig she's established. She, she I, I think she's established. She's three for three now. Uh, she's similar to Nolan in up. that. No, I, I know. I understand that. But three movies in six years. I get it, but it, like, look, you, you, you look, over look, time, look, look. Let me, let me, I want to make clarify. a body work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that's fair. I let don't me clarify. Let me clarify. Okay. Christopher Nolan is the better filmmaker. There's no, there's no doubt. 
There's no doubt. So let me just clarify that right now. He's sure. a better director. Sure. But Greta Gerwig being three for three counts for something. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It counts for something. Yeah. She's proven, much like Nolan has, that you can, like, she does writing and directing both at an elite level. Uh, at an elite agreed. level. Agreed. agreed. I still have her. Like, obviously, I have Nolan among the greats to ever do it. But I have, I, I had Greta Gerwig, like, these young rising stars She's in that in group. Top. And now I'll put her at the top yeah, of that. Now she might be in the in the group above that. Now she might be in the established group now. Oh come on, Zach! Come on. I mean, why would she be? Are you freaking? You handing them out like you handing them out like a I'm not handing shit out. Christmas cookies. You're you're you you, you three you three movies. Have you seen? I, I have you seen it. our I previous two movies? Have, have you seen? I seen? Have, I have, have you seen Lady Bird? Have, have you seen, seen Little Women? I have not okay. seen that. Talk to me. Talk to me when you've seen them. But Talk I'm saying, but I no, think you will no, agree no. with me. The reason I'm disagreeing with you, the reason I'm disagreeing with you, is when you're I looking at. I'm not saying Nolan's, she's at the same. No, level I know you're not. I know Nolan. you're not. But you're trying I'm to just compare the academies. They're on similar arcs here. But you can't. But I'm. I don't feel bad for her getting screwed over by the academy. I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. Like, but she's I, gonna I'm have just to saying do more. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not I don't I don't feel bad for her. I'm just saying they're similar when you're talking about individual nominations. I, I see what you at mean. the okay. Oscars. Okay. I see what you mean. Where okay. they've been nominated multiple times. Okay. All I right. mean, Nolan has only been nominated two more times than Gerwig. To me, that's a joke. That's to me, that's I very a joke. much agree. Very much agree. When you think about Nolan's body of work to your I, to what you're agreed. saying, Nolan's body agreed. of work, how the fuck does that man only have five nominations? I agree. How agreed, and then and you don't have to. And I guess like my counter, Zach, is I understand. I I mean I, I it's on the list, right? I want to watch the 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 Greta movies, and I want to watch you know the Inceptions. I know Bryce loves that movie, so I've always I've had it on my list, just haven't gotten around to it. Bryce but, gets like, I don't it. think I can, but I think you can have this debate, okay, with not necessarily watching every single film that Nolan has done or every single film that Gerwig has done. I mean, the fact is, you, you, the, the Academy has completely disrespected Nolan pretty much his entire career, and it doesn't really... And I feel like, to be honest, I think Gerwig has gotten more than enough respect from the Academy on the last on her last three projects. And I'm saying that you, I have to see more from her for it to be a legitimate, you know, comparison. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, because you, you're looking, I mean, like, I mean, it's like, I mean, again, like you and I like sports, right? I mean, it's like comparing, you know, there's some guys, there's some great players. They have a great three-year stretch in their career, right? But like you reward the guy that has the longevity, right? You reward the guy that has the longevity of work, the guy that has been there and done that, um, you know, the guy that has shown to win more. And I'm just saying to me, that's how this feels. And I can't sit here and make that. Comparison. Sure. I mean, I can't. I can't. Because I just think there's that big of a difference. Like, I think there's a thing. I mean, look, there's no doubt there's a huge difference. Like, there's a thing as superstars and stars in basketball, right? And I think sometimes they can get close together. But, like, in my opinion, when you're talking about movie directing, there is a gigantic difference between 
great movie directors and rising stars, rising and then good. Like there's drastic. Because if you're going to put someone as great, you're not going to put them as great because they've only done two movies. You're going to sit there and you're going to give me this portfolio and give me a stack of like nine or ten. And you're going to give me a stack of like six or seven. And I think she has to give me, has to give me more than, than, than three movies. I'm sorry. I mean, she has to. She has to. And and I'm, not giving her, I'm not saying she's not talented. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Uh, and that's fair. That's fair. If you want to see more from her, that's fine. But, you know, I, I have her and, you know, Jordan Peele and Damien Chazelle. Like, I have them all in a group here. And I get that. I get that. I get that. They're ready to leap up and go to this next group. And I, I'm pretty much ready to put her in the I'd next like group to. of established. I, I, and I think I, I, I can't let you go without saying Ryan Coogler. Uh, I think I think that yeah, Ryan Ryan Coogler is absolutely in that group. There, he's absolutely he's in that group. He's he's for sure, without a doubt, in that group. There's no no question about it. Uh, one more thing on Gerwig before we move yeah. into Secret Invasion. Yeah. Yes, like I said, she's three for three: Lady Bird, Little Women, and now Barbie. When you're thinking about the great female directors oh, of all God. time, she is on the path to be the greatest female director of all time. I mean, it would not shock me if I was sitting I, there I, in I, my eighties. Yeah. And somebody asked me, who's the greatest female director of all time? And mm-hmm. me saying Greta Gerwig without a doubt. It would not shock me if that happened. Can I counter? Can I counter? I mean, I think... I think, yeah, she's talented enough to do that. You sit there and you look at eight years old and it's like... But I think the problem is the movie industry... I mean, let's just face the facts. The movie industry has been significantly behind in terms of its inclusion. Okay, so you're you're at this point... So, I mean, like... Are, I mean, it, to me, what's sad is if we had, if we could look back and we could see and, you know, these, you know, these women in some ways get the credit that they probably should. Are we, but I think she has, I definitely think she has the talent and, and honestly, the, um, what's the right word for it? Um, just the shine, the shine of a superstar, the personality of a superstar where people be like, oh, yeah, like her, definitely. Like people like really like Tarantino's personality. Right. And I think that's why people think he's he's what he is. You know, like people love his personality. And like, I think she in her own way has that. And people recognize the name. They recognize who she is, this, that and the other. Um, that, I think, would play a bigger factor for her. Um, but it does make me wonder just, I mean, I, again, I mean, it's tricky. It's tricky what she's, because I saw Zach, what's, what was that next project she was in? Because that had bust written all over it. When I, when I heard about it, that new project that she was working on 
It's supposed to be in 2024, 25. I'm not sure off the top of my head. I, I, when I looked at it, when I looked at it and I saw it, I thought that had bus potential written all over that thing. And if it's your fourth move, and if it's your fourth movie, a Snow White, Snow White, you and I talked about it, Snow White. You had oh, concerns yes. about Snow White. Yes, I, yes, I agree. I, that, and that, that could have bus, that could have bus potential. And, and if it, and if it does, I mean, again, I just, my thing with Greta, my thing with Greta and when you're talking about her legacy is I just don't think she has wiggle room. Until she gets, until she gets more of a, like, I, if Oppenheimer sucked, would it be damning to Nolan's legacy? Yes. But would it sit there and you, would you say that Nolan sucks as an actor? He fought, no. I personally think in, I understand three great movies is difficult to do in general, but I'm just saying when you're talking about the upper echelon, which is what we want to talk about her as that's that's the next stage for her, you know, it's a lot. I mean, she has the potential, but I, I would be, I would bet on her not doing that. Sure. Yeah. And I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, moving into Secret Invasion, Caleb. Uh, you and I have talked about this. We've tried. We, we have not. We we have not really explicitly talked about it. I think we For both know moment. how each other feels. Uh, I'll let you take it. I know you got. You texted me earlier. I sent you a tweet. A tweet. And you said, I'm trying very hard not to respond to this, so I'm just going to let you respond to it now. Um, what were your thoughts on this uh, this finale Zach, episode of Secret Invasion? Zach, I loved that we got the chance to pod for six weeks. It was really fun. It was, it was really it was great. exciting. But man, did we waste it with this freaking show. I mean, we wasted it. Like, it, that is absolutely. I mean, when you're, I mean, I tried really hard to like figure out where I would place it. Um, second worst Disney Plus uh, Marvel show for me by an overwhelming. Oh line. my. Oh. What's worse, Miss Marvel? Yeah. Miss Marvel's the worst. Yeah. You, you, you're not going to get much worse than that. I mean, but, but that's, it was, in my opinion, it was. It was the second worst. You have She Hulk um, ahead of it. Right, honestly, no, I would, no, I would not have She-Hulk below it. No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. I think I'd have it. So it's third worst. Good call. Third worst. I absolutely hated the ending. I hated. It. I sat there the entire time and said, "What was the point of me watching the show?" And that is Bob Iger's. That's what Bob Iger's talking about, Zach. Like we talked about last couple weeks. Like, just stop making crap just to consume for crap. Like, what made you successful was your ability to focus it and centralize on certain things and then put your energy and effort to making those things great. And like this, this TV series is a prime example. I mean, it felt like 
when you really look at the whole series from a body work perspective, it's like they just kind of threw stuff on the wall. And then at the end, it's like, oh, wait, never mind. Never mind. I mean, I, Rhodes is back. Never mind. He's, he's good. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're not, nothing changed in my opinion. Nothing changed. Nothing, nothing changed. I didn't feel any different. Yeah. I mean, from when I first watched the show to the last part of the show, I honestly think maybe a couple characters were the only thing that I, I feel like I could really take away. That was like, oh, that's great for the long term. Because I think this show, what an underwhelming series finale. And I hope they learn from this because, I mean, when you're looking at Mrs. Marvel and Secret Invasion, and Secret Invasion I believe, has been the last two TV shows. Um, absolute bottom of the barrel products. Bottom of the barrel products. I mean, it's like Paul the Young and shortstop for me at the Cardinals bottom of the barrel. Okay, so we we have got to fix the bottom of the barrel because this was some DC level like crap. That finale was DC level like. I mean, listen, it was. Don't tell me it wasn't. It was. It was this- awful. This was an unbelievably bad finale. I could not, as it was happening, as I was sitting there watching this episode, I said to my, I cannot believe how bad this is. I know. Because the series was pretty okay until this point. Agreed. 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 Like it, it wasn't great, but it wasn't no. bad. Like no. it, it was, no. it was fine. It was, it was fine. fine. Did yep. it get confusing at times with the scrolls? Sure, but like it was fine. It was a step in the right direction after She Hulk and Miss Marvel, which I still have not seen for the record. This episode is going to make me forget the series, Caleb. It's going to make me forget the series. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I probably won't even think about it. In I like mean, holy shit. The months. CGI and the fight scene. Oh, yeah. That scene you talk. Oh, that was horrible. That was it's horrible. like you say this cost 200 million to make. Where did that money go? Where did the that fact money that go? it took 200 million to make that absolutely god awful project. There, 200 like, million doing, for this Disney? show. Where did doing? that? Where did that money go? Where did that money go? I mean, the CGI wasn't bad before in the episode. I agree. I agree. It wasn't horrible. I agree. It wasn't horrible. The scene where Talos is trying to break into the president's car, the CGI was great. Yeah. And the group CGI on graphic was fine. But then you get to this climactic fight, which was rushed and very hard to follow. Yep. I agree. Not to mention a horrible, horrible send off. For a pretty good villain in Gravik. I horrible agree. Send-off. I agree. Horrible send-off. Like horrible he just gets send-off. a hole as he just gets a hole blown through him and that's it. Yeah. Like, okay, thanks. For- that's it. And now we have to accept that Amelia Clark is now like Captain Marvel Jr. Like what what the fuck? That was weird. That was weird. That was weird. 
I mean, I, 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 I didn't understand it at all. I agree. Now, I agree. Nick Fury. What's Nick Fury doing now? I still, I don't know what he's doing. I agree. I, I agree. I and, thought the and, same and thing. And the decision, the decision to make the president like total anti-scroll. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I was like, this is like, this is a Marvel show. Like, I don't care about, I don't care about the president or what the president's doing. I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. Right. Like that. It's it. I hate to make this comparison, but it's like with the Transformers movies. One of the biggest criticisms of the Transformers yeah. movies was, "Why are we focusing on the humans so much? Why are we focusing on yeah. the military so much?" Yeah. The, right. It's a Transformers movie, right? Give me, give me some right. Autobots. Give me, give yep, me some Megatron. Yep, that's how I felt. Yep. It, it's that's that's how I felt when the president. They had this big storyline with the president at the end of this episode. I'm like. Why does the president need to denounce scrolls yeah. and announce this war on scrolls? Like yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't care. You don't didn't care. make the president. I, this, you haven't made the president of any worth. So why would I why would I care in the season finale? Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care. It's just it, it, they, I, I'm with you. They totally fu- they they fucked the roadie storyline. They fucked it. That, yeah, was, that could have been a nice, been a very crap. nice storyline. Yeah, I have no. How long was Rhodey in? How long was Rhodey a prisoner? Do we know? How or, or Everett Ross? How how long? How right. long were they prisoners? How long were they prisoners? They, they didn't really talk about it. Like has it has it been since? Uh, like was that the Rhodey in Endgame? Like was that? A scroll was that actual roadie? Like I, I, I have no idea. I don't know. No idea. I don't know. They did a horrible job with handling that. Absolutely and horrible. I, I'm gonna go bigger. I'm gonna go bigger picture here. Yeah. Now, one thing, one good thing I will say was the scene with Fury and Gravik right before the fight. Where Gravik is that was that was great. Screaming in Fury's yeah. face. Yeah. That was that was awesome. Yeah. That had me on the edge of my seat. That was great. Yeah. Agreed. But everything after that, sucked. Yeah. And from from a bigger picture perspective, Caleb, I'm like, I'm almost to the point like Kevin Feige needs to have a press conference and just acknowledge how shite the MCU has been. Basically, yeah. Where is he? Like, we're talking. I mean, basically, since the multiverse saga began. They have had way more bad projects than they've had good projects. I agree. Not even close. Yep. I mean, it's not, there's no proportion. I mean, it's just total, no. it's just, I mean, l- I mean, let's see. Miss Marvel, according to you, bad. She-Hulk, bad. No, that's according to America. That's according to the world. <laughs> Secret Invasion, forgettable thanks to this finale, right? Uh, yeah. You know, Eternals, average. Um, Thor four. I wouldn't wipe my ass with Thor four. Yeah. God, yeah. Uh, Guardians three was great. Yeah, No yeah. Way Home was great. Yeah, I thought Wakanda Forever was great. I did too. And then I really like Shang Chi, but Black Widow was average. And they really could have done some. I really, I thought they could have done something special with Black Widow, and they really didn't. No, they blew the uh, timing of that one. They blew the time. The timing was pathetic. They blew the timing. Yeah. Loki was good. We'll see what they do with Loki season two. Ant-Man Please. three, not great. 
you know, I, I liked it, but it wasn't great. I mean, the, the consistently, the consistency levels it's, here. It, it's not as high really, as it should be. It's, it's not, not to the standard Marvel has set in the past. Yeah, I agree. Not even close. And not what they close. tell you that they set and what they tell you that they set. Not only what they set for the fans, but what they tell you that they set. I mean, there's got to be some real evaluation. I mean, I, I genuinely, dude, like. I, I, they have I mean, a chance. There's no reason. I, I genuinely, if someone asked me, hey, do I need to watch Secret Invasion? I'd say no. No. Like, I what do you no too. I would literally just say you need to know one character. Um, and that's it. Gaia, like, that's it. It's, it's a shame because and his wife and his know, wife, I guess. But th- th- that that would be that would be it. I I don't think the the story needed to be watched in order to understand it. And that it, that's a problem for them moving forward. I mean, it's, and look, I mean, I, I know and you're scared of, of which I get it. You're scared of of you know, the Marvel's movie. So, I mean, if that doesn't go very well, it's going to be really bad. Then, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. I mean, the fact they're, they're not acknowledging the inconsistent inconsistencies with the quality of what they're putting out. And well, I, I, again, I could do it all feels the same. Well, I mean, it's like, honestly, it's like you it consuming. It's well, it's like you're consuming it like uh, like you might consume new music every week. Like it's like, oh, it's like new music. So I'll listen to new music. But like, you know, some of the new some of the new music could be really good. Right. Some of it. But then some of the music is just really bad because they're just trying to put it out. And I just feel like that's what Marvel's doing. And that's I agree. You know, and in his defense, Iger has came out and said, or I am going to adjust this. And I trust Iger for that. I think he's going to adjust this. I do not think we're going to see projects of this type of quality on a consistent basis when he sets himself into this role a little bit more. And I think that's the only thing that fans can hope for, uh, because I just think that this underwhelmed. I think this is one of the worst season finales out of any Marvel show I've ever watched, ever watched, ever. I agree. Ever. Totally. I, I mean, you not even just Disney Plus. I mean, we're doing that a disservice. I mean, you you put the I mean, if you include the shows that came out on Netflix, I mean, I still think this was one of the. The, the, the worst. I mean, it, it was off. I mean, they, they didn't do anything. And it's not because it has nothing to do with all. Oh, they didn't bring out any superheroes or any of that nonsense. Um, it was just the story. It was just the story to me. Horrible ending. Horrible. Ending. Crashing and burning. And every which way um, honestly just made me feel like I wasted my time watching the show genuinely because I didn't think that I saw anything that I didn't know from before I watched it. It was like a couple things, but I didn't need to sit there and watch it in order to be informed of that. I just didn't. I agree. It's an, it's an unfortunate way for the series to end because, you know, just based off the trailer, I mean, you can say this about a lot of projects, but I thought the yeah. trailer was awesome. The trailer got yeah. me very excited for this, for this series. And, you know, it was, I thought it was, Average, the first five episodes, and then we got to the finale, and like you said, just didn't stick the landing at all, at all. So, Marvel, Marvel needs to look. It was the worst episode in the whole show. 
There's no question. And I, I told I told Bryce, he was like 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, I don't disagree with it. I don't. I mean, yeah, it's. I said it I don't disagree with the rating. <laughs> it should be very low. It should be. It should be very low. It should be very, very low. It was not what that show should have been. It just just wasn't. I mean, no. they tried to make it high stakes. They tried. And I thought it was going to work. I, I was like, oh, shoot, here we go. And then psych. Yeah, and it seems like that scroll storyline is over, but I, I guess I guess we'll see. I mean, I yeah, we'll what the crap? What the crap? I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I don't want it to be over. I thought it was a promising storyline, but yeah. Yeah. if that's how you're going to wrap it up, I mean, shit, man. This is... This... No kidding. Uh, no kidding. Anyway, Caleb, that, that brings us to an end with the Secret Invasion pods. Um, in in despite the shitty ending, it was fun. It was fun coming on here every week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, we got you know today we got to talk Barbenheimer. We got to talk Indiana Jones. We got to talk Mission Impossible. We got to talk all kinds of stuff. So it it was great. Uh, you missed me last night. You missed me. Uh, getting my getting my licks in on the Jets, my beloved Jets. Uh. But what do you have coming up on Linsanity? Well, I mean, it's again, we're we're going pulling to the previews. We're getting um through all different kinds of divisions. Uh we're getting AFC North next week. Um, and obviously those discussions will be interesting now with some of the injury news. Um, but you know, I'm I'm you know, we're 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 busy with previews, man. We got previews we're looking into. We got the football season coming up here soon around the nighter and you know, we just want to, you know, keep you informed as much as possible. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Jets nine and eight. That's all I have to say on that. Uh, Caleb, again, thanks for joining me on the Secret Invasion Pods. Um, and as always, folks, thank you very much for listening. 